one extremely valuable lesson that I just learned and I'm implementing all the time in conversation and communication, especially sales and persuasion, is keep the other person on the defensive and stay on the offensive. So what that means is you need to continually make them answer questions and scramble for answers while you ask questions and sit there and watch them scramble for them. And this is the art of 80-20. They should be 80% of the time speaking, explaining themselves or doing something of the sort. challenge that I had was, how do I get these people talking more? I was always the one talking. And while I was selling my product, I felt like I was defending all of his features. It's like, no, this, this is the best. This is the best service. This can do this. It can do that. It can do this. It can do that. And just keep talking about it a lot, hoping that the person would take my defense and say, OK, you can go free. But they wouldn't sign up. It was almost like, yep. All right. I agree that your product is good now. You're free to go. But that's not how I wanted to feel. I wanted them to feel like, wow, I need to get this product. I need this. I need to do it. So now I've done sales for a long time. I've been successful at sales. But what I will admit is I have never been the ultimate salesperson that I could be. It was a section in my life that I was, but I didn't know why. Because every single day I would go out. The only thing I would do is just see my sales done and I would be, it would be done. I had no doubts that it would be done. I saw and knew exactly how much money I needed to make. And I was just so motivated and inspired to do it that the, and when the information came to me, I used it. When um, I wanted to do something, my mind was uh, geared into place to do sales or learn something about sales. I would do it. I would read another sales book every day. So it was things like this that I learned. It was things like this that I learned about while I was selling. Now, the thing is, I was so new at it and I was just such a novice at it that I was just practicing you know, I was doing it, but I, I was good at it, but I didn't know why. And I really need gui- I needed guidance and coaching. I would read books and I still would not understand what the books were saying. So Napoleon Hill wrote, wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. And he also wrote a book called Laws of Success. The book called Laws of Success is his bigger volume that he used to teach at universities. Now, I started to read this book and this is about my sixth time. I want to say fifth or sixth time reading all the way through to the book. And it was parts in there that stood out to me now that never stood out to me before, which he tells you is going to happen because you expand your consciousness. And here's what I here's the point that I want to get to. There's a part in the book where he says you are to stay on the offensive and keep your customers on the defensive. Then he takes time on the next sentence to say that if you grasp the significance of that statement, it will make one of the biggest differences in your sales effort that you can possibly believe. I looked at this situation that I looked at what he said and I started to contemplate what it meant to be on offense and defense. And I went back to moments in my sales process where I felt like I was scrambling and defending myself, which I don't like to feel. And the customer was on the offensive, continually questioning me, not trusting what I was saying and making me be on the defensive. So I hated to feel like a customer could just take away my sale, walk away and not care what I said and not even listen to my pitch. Because a lot of times the customer would just walk away, 
wouldn't even listen to what I said at all. And didn't want to listen to what I said because they thought they got the best of me and they walked away. It was a challenge to them. When I could have saved them a whole bunch of money. I could have improved their situation in their life. But my sales job was not good enough in order to get them to sign up. And that was the bottom line. So now that I saw my sales effort was not supreme enough to get this person to sign up, I wanted to know the reason why and how to hack myself through it or how to uh, blow, blow through this problem. So what does it mean to be on the offense and defense? Simply put, if you are scrambling for an answer to a question, you are now defending yourself. And you're def- you're on the defense. You're trying to come up with an answer. That means something has been presented to you that you cannot immediately fire back on or block, and you have to scramble to block the answer. This happens uh, in relationships and dating, especially with women, when a woman tests the man. What do you want my number for? And now you have to scramble and defend yourself on why you're asking for her number. When she should already know why you asking for you getting her number or she should feel like she's supposed to give you her number because of how off, how on the offense you were. You asking her questions, you seeing if she qualifies, you seeing if she's the one that you want to be talking to. You seeing what, how she responds to your questions and your accusations and how you re, how you present yourself to her. Not the other way around. And when she feels like she defending herself, you can finally give her a break. And say, okay, what's your number? So now she feels like she's earned it. This is what it means to feel like you're on the offense versus the defense. So thinking in offensive terms, being on the offense is just a fundamental principle of persuasion and compliance. It just is. So that's what women in a sales process. If I make a person justify why they're paying as much as they're paying. If I make a person justify their um, current situation, if I make a person explain their current situation and, and what or how questions that don't offend as easily as why questions, why are you paying so much? What made the bill go up so high? What stopped you guys from getting the bill lowered back down? What stopped you from complaining this bill back down to where it's supposed to be? Um, how did, how did they respond when you demanded a lower price? Or um, how did they how have they handled customer service up to this point? Is it is it worth one hundred sixty dollars a month? This is making them defend their choice they already made. So if you make them defend a choice that they already made or you make them defend their own logical mental position, it puts them on the defense scrambling. And while they're scrambling in their mind, they know that this doesn't make any sense to do anymore because they're scrambling to defend a position that makes no sense. And now you slip the suggestions in. You tell them what you're going to do about this situation. You challenge them. Are you so? How how do you how are you going to retaliate or how are you going to let them take the money out of your account if you don't want them to? You should not do that. You know it and I know it. That's a challenge. That's offensive. I'm on the offense. You should not be paying that much. I know that and you know that. And you, we, we should do something about it. That's a challenge. You will have to defend that. You will have to say, 
Um, actually, no, my bill is good enough or I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking for change because the bill is not as high as it's supposed to be. It's, it's perfectly fine. It's still defensive if you answer that way. And, and a lot of times there's just compliance. And a person says, they don't say much. They either say nothing at all or they go, yeah, that's, that's true. And I go, I go so here's what we're going to do. And then give them the solution. So this is what um, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is how it feels and this is how it looks when you stay on the offensive. So let's talk about um, negative thoughts. So with negative thoughts come in your head, if the negative thought is presented to you that you can't win, if you question a negative thought back and say, well, how do you know that? What gives you the what gives you the basis to say that I can't succeed? What proof do you have? Thought. What makes you more right than the other thought that says I can succeed? What makes this a day that I can't get a sale? What makes this a day that I can't make the money that I want to make? What makes that true? How do you justify that? How are you going to prove that to me? How are you going to prove that if I don't pay attention to you? Okay, you can say that to negative thoughts. And what this does is it puts the negative thought on the defensive. It puts your own mind on a defensive. It's trying to defend an idea of negativity. It starts trying to come up with reasons. Now, some ideas, sometimes your mind will come up with ideas pretty easily. Or you can challenge the mind on how you're going to succeed. So what's the one thing that's going to make me succeed over all other things today? What would have to happen in order for me to win? How does it look? If, how does it look when I win? Challenge the mind to come up with those answers rather than come up with the negative ones. If the negative ones pop up, you should question them and then question about the other thing. This is... This is how things are supposed to be. This is how things are supposed to be. You're supposed to get what you want out of life by being on the offensive. You're telling thing people what to do, your mind what to do, where to go, how to be. That's what you're doing. And this is what it meant by if you're on the offensive, it will be a great benefit that gives you results you've never heard of unheard of results and that is the reason that this works so um hopefully this helped out and hopefully you find new ways to be on the offensive in conversations rather than the defensive quick tip for the end of this easy way to be on offensive is ask questions that challenge their situation ask questions that challenge their judgment Ask questions that challenge the, their circumstances. Ask those questions. If it, when a lawyer is on the offensive and the person is on the defensive, the, the defendant wants to be on the offense. They want to be on the offense. They're attacking certain ideas and certain proof that they gathered up. They want to throw out as much evidence as they can by questioning it and attacking it. So they attack. 
This is key. 